talk with the six men. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Remembrances today for a mother of four found murdered in her own home. And tonight, new information in this investigation. Police tell us it was a case of domestic violence. 32-year-old Dulcia Rodriguez was shot in her southeast apartment yesterday morning. That's where News 4's Amy Cho is live for us with more details on the victim and the suspect. Amy? Jim, we talked to so many people today who say that mom, Delcia Rodriguez, would have given you the shirt off her back if you needed it. She was juggling three jobs to support her family. This is the apartment building where she lived with her husband and their four kids, and it's where her husband allegedly shot and killed her. Loving mom with a bright smile. That's how friends of Delcia Rodriguez say they want people to remember her. Yesterday morning will be forever embedded in my memory. Antonika Johnson lives in the apartment above Rodriguez. The two were good friends, and Rodriguez helped pick out all her furniture. Johnson says she heard and felt the gunshots that took her friend's life. You don't expect something like that to happen under your feet. We were like one big happy family. We ate dinner together, our kids played together, all of our neighbors, we talked. Yesterday morning, D.C. police did a welfare check at Rodriguez's apartment and found she'd been shot and killed. They say her husband, Calvin Autry, allegedly pulled the trigger and took his own life a short time later. She didn't deserve that. She was a good person. Stephanie Gudger was best friends with Rodriguez for 13 years. Rodriguez was a bridesmaid in her wedding last year. I'm just really very devastated that we, you know, had to experience this. And... And I, I loved her like a sister. Grief over Rodriguez's death fell to all over the East Coast. She went to high school in Florida. Her classmate Omar Jackson still remembers a Valentine's card she gave him. She was just a loving person. She was honestly, she was a great friend. I like never gave off bad vibes. She was always there for me. Rodriguez's friends say she told them her husband had been abusive in the past, and that she was getting ready to leave him when he allegedly killed her. Other people loved her too. And I just felt that was so selfish of him to take her from us, take her from her kids. Her kids need her. 
and Rodriguez had just celebrated her birthday last week. Her husband did not appear to have a criminal record in D.C. Police say they found his body in a parked car in Prince George's County yesterday and that it appeared he had shot and killed himself. Live in Southeast, Amy Cho, News 4. Sad story. All right, Amy, thank you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, it's a it's a heavy month, um, and it's a lot going on this month. Um, it's a lot of people who are dealing with breast cancer awareness. Um, there's also a um, a a push for um, anti-bullying, and there's also a push for domestic violence this month as well. And so I got a guest who's going to help me break down, you know, just some mental aspects of you know mental health. You know, and try to, you know, find out, you know, why some people do what they do and, you know, kind of figure out, you know, some of the things that people deal with and try to figure out what are some triggers, you know, what are some things that we can kind of see to help them if we can, because we definitely got to help some people. I've been sitting here doing some numbers while I was waiting for him and it's, it's, it's staggering the numbers that, you know, people are dealing with domestic violence, um, killings and just people that, you know, are losing their lives, you know, because they have a mental health issue, but they don't have the proper help. Um, to get it. So my guest tonight is Omar here. What's going on, champ? Hey, nothing much. Everything so, good? so um, I wanted to dive right in, man. I don't even want to waste no time. I, I want you to kind of just tell people, you know, who you are, your organization, and then we'll kind of dive right into uh, what we're going to talk about. Okay. I'm uh, Omar Hill. Um, I'm the CEO of uh, About Utopia. We're located in Greenville, um, not just in Greenville, we're in Calvary County. We have about 43 employees. We are um, going into D.C., Baltimore. We do outpatient mental health clinic. We do individual groups, um, individual sessions, group sessions. We do MAT with the psychiatrist. Um, we also do Suboxone, Buprenorphine, with uh, the opioid epidemic. Mm. Um, so we see a gamut of everything from mental health to behavioral health. We're in the school system. Um, we do a lot with the youth. We help them get residential treatment facilities. So we do the whole gamut mm. for mental health and substance abuse. That's what's up. So I mean, so what made you? What kind of made you get into that? So you know, you know, coming from PG County and hanging around Southeast. Um, you know, as I grew up, um, I had a mother and father that helped me. To, um, once I went left to come back right, but a lot of my friends didn't. Right. So when they see they see you doing successful and say, "Man, help me get a job." So I help them get a job, and then before you know it, you know, like you'll see them, and they wouldn't be working anymore. So what happened? I can't deal with that joker, man. It's just joker pressing me out. I'm mm -hmm. like, you can't do it like that, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? My father always taught me, before you leave, make sure you got something else lined up. Right. But not for them. They was taught, look, we're going to go zero to 100, and I was taught zero to 50. Make a decision. Make sure you got a plan in place. They was like, F it. I'm gone. I ain't, this is my, this is about respect. Right. This is about principle. I'm like, it is, but... Make sure you can feed your family. Right. You know what I mean? That's so, necessary. I said, well, you know, I got to create something instead of giving these jokers jobs and doing their resume when they come home from jail or if they move back and they get going through a divorce. I got to give these jokers something to stand on. Right. And so I said, I got to create something. Right. I got to put my money where my mouth is, you know. I yeah. can't just write a book and tell them to read. Right. These jokers trying to fight for their life right then and there. Right. So I said, I got to create something. Okay. And then before you know it, it was, it was about the mind. I had a girl that brought the idea to me, but uh, she ran on with the idea, did it herself. Oh. And then God told me, don't be bitter. Yeah. Keep, Keep going. Yeah. Exactly. So she got a one-person clinic. I got 23. Wow. So I'm about to grow to 30. Wow. In eight different states. So, you know what I mean? Wow. 
<laughs> I mean, but that's just a testament of the grind alone and learning that, you know, you know, it's going to be people out there who are going to try to take, you know, what you came up with, but they're not yeah. going to be able to do it like you. Yeah. I mean, it's people all the time that tell me, you know, it's so many podcasts out here now. And I agree. I mean, it is. It's a lot. But I listen to maybe 15 of them now, yeah. you know, myself. And I mean, I honestly listen to them and not necessarily taking something from it, but mm -hmm. I learn something from it. Yeah. And I try to, you know, provide that on my own yeah. showcase, but I do it my way. Yeah. And so the best thing that I can tell people now is, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but can't nobody do what I do like right. I do. So, you know, like, why stop, right? right. Like, like, you know, it's a lot of people before me that went to school for this. I ain't go to school for this. Right. There's a lot of people that, you know what I'm saying, they experts, and they, they psychiatrists, they run the Department of uh, Behavioral Health in Maryland. But they sit and ask me how you do this. Wow. So it's something special about me that right. you know what I'm saying? Where the professionals asking you. Yeah, come train. Wow. How do you you know, I put performance stuff in place to check people to see, you know, how's our quality uh, insurance going. And so I presented that to uh, the psychologist at in PB County. Wow. He was like, damn, we need that because you train our staff. That's all the PB County school system. Wow. So what the hell is going on? Wow. You know what I'm saying? All I did was read, pay attention, and protect my business. And, I, you know, I'm going by the numbers. Protect my clients. Right. Treat them like family when they come in the door. Supposed to. So everybody ain't doing that. Wow. And then the other thing is, like, you know, you got McDonald's, but Wendy's ain't stopped because you got McDonald's. Right. Chick-fil-A ain't stopped because you Right. Popeye's ain't stopped. So right. don't can't nobody do it like you, you do it. And right. doesn't nobody know what you got inside you. Right. You know what I mean? Like my mom and dad, I told them about this. They was like, you, nigga, you crazy or something? You know what I'm saying? Mom and pops. This is my mother. They raised me. Right. This nigga, this nigga used to be over here husband. This nigga ain't, this ain't red. Okay, whatever. Right. And then as I kept going, they was like, dad. They really doing it. And then they testified in church. I told them no. And look what God did. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, because I, because I, I do, I do think back when I first started this, because I started it back in um, July of 2018, mm -hmm. and and I can tell you that it's a lot. Um, I've met a lot of people. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who are friends and family members that's been on the show. But when we talk about some of the topics and when we talk about some of the stuff that we talk about, it'll be things that we never discussed when we were together or we never mm -hmm. talked about or I never would have knew this about a person if I wouldn't have had this type of serious platform. I mean, and it's not so serious where, you know, we can't joke and we can't laugh and mm -hmm. we can't be personable, but at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like it, there are those out there that want to hear something that's going on that it's hard for them to deal with and it's mm -hmm. hard for them to talk about. So yeah. if, they, if I can get somebody else on my show mm -hmm. that's talking about that same very thing, somebody can listen mm -hmm. and be like, damn, I'm going through that. Yeah. I mean, all you need is one person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just had a reunion. It was Ocella, Oxen Hill. So they had vibe band. I had about 30 people come to me. Wow. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Right. Give me hope. Right. You know what I mean? And I can tell he, he wants some type of drug. Or right. He drinking. Or, you know, he tell me about his wife. He tell me about his daughter. He don't know how to parent. And I remember when we was young, his parents wasn't really there. Right. We thought that was cool, though. You know, his father was in the streets. So, you know, we thought that was a thing to do. Right. And now I get to see, like, uh, all right, man, come up here. I'll take care of your daughter for free. Just come through. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just learning how to parent. Like, right. he don't know. He never got that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So and, that, and that's what you, and that's your impact, though. Yeah. So wow. it's kind of like, you know, 
you know me, like when we was at the stadium, like if I'd have told you this was gonna be that, then I ain't know what was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, as much as we, as much as we don't <laughs> yeah, talk you know shit, not at you all. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't telling you that then because no. that ain't. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna be doing this. Right. But I know, you know, we the type of dudes that if we do something, whether it be, you know, it's not negative anymore. But when it was negative, we went all the way. Yeah. You That's know, true. We thorough dudes. That's true. So you know, when people now like they see me in the house from Friday to Monday, I'm on the grind. Right. That's true. That's I mean I, I think that's a true statement because I because I do I do honestly think that when I first started it I I didn't know what to expect right and I think that as I've gotten to this point I just finished a project um, for this family um, and their son was shot 15 times by MPD right and so I saw the video on live the the, the day it happened mm -hmm. in 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 2018. And I remember watching the live, and I was like, damn. So late, uh, the mother ended up, you know, um, inboxing me, um, telling me that she saw um, that I had a podcast and, you know, wanted to see if I wouldn't mind sharing her story on my platform. Mm -hmm. I was like, no problem. So she was, I was like, send me whatever information. She was like, all right, bet. So she sent me the information. I had a chance to go home and read it. And as soon as I saw, I mean, I, I was reading through the information, reading what happened. I was like, damn, that's messed up. Police still out here, da, 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 da. But then when I got to the live feed, I was like, oh, shit. I remember watching this last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hit her back, and the first thing I told her that I was like, I, I saw all your information, and two of the things that I noticed is I went to Baloo with you. She was like, yeah, I was there for like a year or two, and then I left. I was like, it don't even matter. You find me. You went to Baloo, right? And then secondly, I was like, I saw this live feed. I watched it. Mm -hmm. She immediately started crying. And I was like, for me, you know, like you said, God has a funny way yeah. of bringing people together. And, and, and I mean, my impact now is way more widespread than I thought it was because when I look at my, my app or if I go on, I mean, I mean let, let's just be honest, a brother, is on, a brother is on iTunes now. Wow. I'm on iTunes That's now. I'm on iTunes now. You know what I'm saying? I started from in my bedroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. little app, and yeah, now yeah. I'm on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. I just hit 101 uh, subscribers on my YouTube channel. I respect the ground, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I tried something like this and couldn't get nowhere close to where you at. You know so. what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 I, and I think for the most part, you know, do, helping her with this project, um, I just recently went down to the Wilson Building to kind of hear the five-year projection of what um, the D.C. You know, the council and the government felt of the um, the, the the body camera wound program, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and, and it was like I was on Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to these hearings. I'm listening to these families. Yeah, I'm listening yeah, to yeah. the to the to the police union, and I'm just like, what is really going on? Man, you'd be amazed at the people. I mean, I can't disclose that information about the people that come to my clinic, but the stuff that we deal with, right? That's some more people coming here wanting to commit suicide, right? Dudes is in the ward that come home and. They don't know how to turn it off. Right. Dudes who come home and they still in that mindset from the jail. Man. And trying to cope. Yeah. Trying to do right. But uh, and, 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 and so and that's a breakdown for me because I feel like, you know, you you say you got all these programs, Maryland, DC, and Virginia, right? You say you got all this money that you spending for these programs, but yet you still got your clinic and you got guys, oh, yeah. females, whatever, oh, yeah. coming to your clinic and they still having it. How, how, how is it that if all of these programs are out here to help people, how's it that you still getting all of these people? Yeah, so so it's problems with every program. Right. It's problem with every government. So right. they do the best that they can 
I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, right? They do the best that they can. You know, we say they do the best that they can, but it's a bunch of BS, man. Exactly. Um, like in DC, like, you know, people say, why are you opening Greenville? Because in DC, it's a lot of BS I gotta go through politically yep. to get my thing up and, op- up yep. and open. So I wanna make sure my stuff is transparent and 100% accurate so they don't shut me down. Right. So if Medicaid hold my money back for six months, I can be able to stand that. Right. So you just gotta be ready to play with the big boys when you step into DC because right. we know gentrification is there. So right. most of the people that do what I do ain't the same color as me. Mm. So I'm coming in with 85, 90% African-American staff. So I'm gonna shut that joint down kind of sort of. So I'm waiting to go in DC and Baltimore Mm. I'm going in. The, I'm going out in the country to get my mm. money right, and then coming in. And, 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 and so and so, you know, as you as you started it, right, and you see these people with these issues. Mm-hmm. What's what's some of the main, what's some of the main issues that you saw that impacted you that, that told you you can't stop doing what you're doing? Some of the main man suicides amongst like teenagers, um, because of divorce, um, because of peer pressure, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, because I got uh, a B and I'm a 4.0 student and my dad is pushing me talk too hard so Damn. like we grew up in an <clears throat> era, era where we, we knew how to we didn't know how to deal with conflict but we dealt with conflict a certain way that might not be right we did let me say it like that right well some of these kids don't know how to deal with conflict right so it's not fight or flight it's just flight right you know what I mean like I'm gonna run away from it I'm gonna hurt myself I'm gonna kill myself like I can't escape this social media world. So it's just like being able to like right my wrongs. Sit that young girl down and say, look, man, you ain't had a dad, but that's all right. You know what I mean? Like, let me put you into this utopia family and we're going to take care of you. Right. Or you, or you just get like a, a, a lady that comes in yelling and screaming. I'm like, like, yell and scream at me. I'm here for you. I ain't going nowhere though. Keep on screaming. I'm still going to be here when you finish screaming because we're going to work this out. Right. And letting her know that I'm going to be there for her regardless. Mm. And to be able to do that and save a life, man, it's, it's the best Something in different. the world, bro. Yeah. And then the other part of it, what we talked about earlier, was taking people who are my who are my same complexion and giving them hope. That means you're staff. Right. Because in this industry, they get treated like trash. Oh, I'm, I'm hip. <laughs> so, I'm hip. you know, giving them an extra opportunity is a blessing, man. And, and some people will say, you know, that um, it's a pride thing when people, you know, have a, um, you know, have a mental health issue and they don't necessarily want to get help. And that may be, you know, one of the key factors. But I think one of the key factors is a clinic like yours because there, there is no resource. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just said, you know, these bigger you know, clinics statewide, you know, got this funding and got this money, but you still got people out here that's hurting. I mean, you just yeah. taking a, you know, they got medical benefits, you know, I mean, prime example, prime example. I had a homie, he came home from the army and it was clear that he was, he was, uh, I'm gonna just say something was bothering him. Yeah. And we went out one night <clears throat> and I remember um, we in a club and we got a couple of drinks at the bar and he just kept staying at the bartender. So the bartender came over, not in a defensive way, but was like, y'all, y'all good? Y'all need anything? A girl or boy? A uh, male. Okay, okay. And uh, the bartender was like, y'all good? He was like, you good? Oh, yeah. And I was just looking, I was like, you, you good? No, he just making sure we need something to drink. He like, 
nah, that nigga keep asking us, mm-hmm. keep looking over here, talking about, is he good? <laughs> so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's just having a bad day. But when it went all the way left, yeah. I, went, I was like, look, I'm going to pay this tab real quick. We're going to roll. And then we got pulled over by the police on the way, like, leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting in his car, and it was a hammer under his car, mm-hmm. I mean, under his seat. And when the police pulled us over, they as they were walking up to the car, he was like, man, fuck this. I ain't going out like this. So I immediately rolled the window down, put both my hands out the window. Yeah, step on out. I was like, yeah, because I, I need to step out. <laughs> because I don't know what's getting ready to happen. I mean, this is my man. I don't yeah, want to yeah, see yeah, nothing happen yeah, to yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to see nothing happen to me either because I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm not going to lie. It scared me. To see my man like that. And so, uh, long story short, um, you remember Hood? Uh-huh. So, Hood, his stepfather was somebody that we all go to. Mel J is like, if you don't know what it is, Mel J will find it out for you. Yeah. And so, Mel J ended up helping my man get all his medical benefits, got his honorable discharge, right. and, and, and got out because he knew he wasn't going to make it, right? So he, he got out. But I look at that story, even though it scared me, and yeah. think about all of the other people that don't have that outlet, don't have that person that, that's going to help them. I mean, because the main reason why I wanted to talk to you was because I called you. Um, why, 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 when I inboxed you, um, I was um, telling you about the story about a friend of mine. Yeah. And it, it hurt me to my core, and I needed to talk about it because I felt like I worked with this dude. And I mean, like anybody would tell you, you know, it's different than seeing something on the news and just saying, oh, damn, that's messed up. But when you see it on the news and you know these people, you yeah. like, damn, yeah, yeah, Slim, yeah, yeah. I just was, yeah. oh, I was just working with him, or oh, I just saw his son. Yeah. And so it's a situation where it's a, it's a family, it was domestic violence, and it was a husband who pretty much killed his wife, yeah. left the scene, and then killed himself. Yeah. And so I'm still... I'm still at a loss for words at, like, what happened. And I remember, you know, just, you know, being at work with him, talking to him, you know, learning what what was going on with him and his um, wife at the time. I mean, I was at their wedding. Wow. So it really um, put me in a a situation where I'm just in the house, you know, the the first night I heard I came to work. But when I came home, I couldn't even go to sleep. Yeah. Like, I laid down, but I, I couldn't close my eyes and really, really go to sleep because every time I closed my eyes, the first thing I thought about and that came out of my mouth was, damn, and I said his name. Like, damn, Slim, you you that did means, that? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. I mean, like, you know, like most people don't understand. That's PTSD. You know what I mean? Like, and we, and we come from an environment where we go to school, somebody try to sneak somebody, and that's just normal. So right. I'm just going to come back, and I'm going to go back the next day. Who going to fight today? Right. Who going to get shot today? Right. But not knowing that's PTSD. Right. Because I'm on red. I'm on alert. See what I'm saying? Ah. And they can't diagnose us with that. They want to diagnose us with ADHD so we can get to school. But that's another discussion. Get them out of school. And, you know, you 14 or 18. I'm just trying to wait to get you in jail. So I kick you out of school and put you on the street. Then we're going to put you in jail, recycle that slavery mentality. But that's another discussion. But what I'm telling you is, you know, and I, where we come from, blacks, African Americans, and a lot of us are Latino. That PTSD is real. Yes. And we just so strong that we just use, look, man, they, 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 slavery, we good, we, we strong. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't going to affect us, but mentally it's been affecting us like hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even when they pull us over the police, you go through certain things, it's triggered. Immediately. And if he say, hey, boy, would you, it's going to trigger something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody walk up to you and bump you, boom, what, what's up? It's going to trigger. 
because you so it's a fight though, man. <laughs> every day, and because I think now, I think now, you know, I get a lot of, like you said, when you went to the event for for your reunion. Just like me, when I go to homecoming or if I, you know, if I'm out and about and I see somebody, they tell me the same thing. Like you, like, like, like you, 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 you want to believe that your impact is real, yeah. but it's like you don't necessarily know it's real until you hear it or until yeah. you see it. But then when you see people that haven't seen you and they like, oh man, I was listening to the show yeah. and I was listening to you talk about Sessa and they and they verbatim. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how you know they really listen. Yeah. And, and and if it's more than 25, 30, 40, 50 people, yeah, you like, you like damn, man, I'm, I'm really That's like your purpose, that. man. Exactly. And so I think even with the little stuff, you know, you said Joker bumped you, you out about and the Joker bumped you. I mean, it, it's it, now... It's not as much as a fight now because right. I've gotten to a point where I understand where I am. Yeah, yeah. I understand that it's more about the situation than it is about me. Yeah. And then now I got more to lose. I got a five-year-old and I got a 24-year-old, right? Yeah. And I think that's my main purpose of making sure that I stay grounded yeah. and not get involved with, you yeah. know, I was just telling my coworker today that, you know, it's about learning that every fight yeah. is not worth fighting you yeah, know every yeah, yeah. battle is not worth fighting and yeah. so when i get that bump yeah. you know oh my first thing is oh man man you good yeah, yeah, you yeah. all right yeah, oh yeah, yeah i'm good champ appreciate it yeah, yeah. but it might turn a different way yeah, yeah. just like we just explained now you might be bumping me mm-hmm. and i might be saying good you all right nigga you all right yeah, and yeah. It, it instantly it's yeah, like nigga yeah, what yeah. Fuck yeah. You talk? but then it's like hold on let me pump my brakes yeah. because this get ready to turn into a lock up moment yeah, you know what I'm saying? this yeah. get ready to turn into a first I mean, day one time i came to my clinic and we deal with some high risk youth from Baltimore, all over, right? And they lost their mom, dad, you know, living group homes, and they were in there just acting the fool. So I got regular people coming through the clinic, so I gotta bring order to it. So, you know, I'm first thing is protect, protect my clients. Right. So, you know, I had to turn off that mentality, but in that moment with these young kids, they were like, you know, I said, you know, they were throwing a water bottle up and down, see if they can land. I said, hey, everything good? Everything good? And then behind the scenes, like, man, I should stick that nigga. And my natural reaction was, you should try it. Right. But then I had to pull myself out of that situation because I was going somewhere else, and I can't do that. Right. These kids are here for help, so right. I had to back up, you right. know, apologize. Like, look, I'm here to help y'all, man, whatever y'all need. They were cussing and fussing, but I had to let them know that I'm here to help you. And if right. you do that, then what? Right. We still in the same place, man. Right. I'm trying to keep y'all out of jail. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that forever mindset. Like, we got to get okay with the word mental health or going to see somebody. We're not okay with that. That's real. You know what I mean? Like most of the people who have mental health issues don't even know it yet. And and, and 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 I think what's important to note is I didn't really start paying attention. I didn't really start paying attention to it until Taraji P. Henson, yeah. alumni from y'all, yeah. was really like, listen, on, on, on the hill, yeah. and I don't know how I caught it, yeah. caught it from start to finish. And I'm just sitting there watching her and I'm just like, yeah. Damn, right? And so it makes you think back to elementary school, yeah. you know, when, when I was getting beat up and I ended up, you know, short story, you know, getting beat up at school and ended up buying a handgun yeah, yeah, and then yeah. getting that handgun and life changed for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody ever putting their motherfucking hands right? on me no more, yeah, ever. Right. Cause and, you just... and, and you can try your hand if you want to and see, <laughs> see how far I go, but I, I would ask you not to do that. Because... Yeah, right. You know, and my DNA didn't even understand how much of my father's blood yeah. 
was running through me. And, I mean, anybody that knew my father, I mean, God rest his soul, wouldn't say that he was a thug, yeah. but would see him and be like, yeah, that's a grown man right there. Right. And so now as I've gotten older, I hear the same thing with me. And I mean, women, they flirt and all that. But that's the term that they use. They be like, you a grown man. And yeah. I'll be like, what do that mean? And now I understand when they see me, the demeanor, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you carry yourself. Yeah. How you carry yourself. They like, man, that, that's a grown man. So yeah. I feel like from back in the day to now, it's been a real, I ain't going to say struggle, but it's been a process. Yeah. You know, being locked up, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually I, I met a pastor. You know, do this, do this. Uh, a minister, I'm sorry, a minister, do this process, and he does prison ministry. So I told him that I was doing prison ministry, but my schedule changed. It couldn't really make the prison, but I was doing it for about three or four years, okay. and I, and I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, when yeah. I first went, I was a little hesitant, but once I start yeah, releasing yeah. myself, and the inmates was like, because you, because you can, because you gotta wear like casual clothes, so yeah. you, so if something happened in the jail and it's a emergency, you gotta be the, the guards gotta be to differentiate who was who, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I got the tattoos, and they looking, and they like, so man, man, why you in here? And I mean, it's religious based, but as we start talking, and I start using terms and terminologies, and certain you know uh, uh, institutions I was in, they was like, oh, okay, Snoop, really, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like now, you know, when I go back to my past, it's not a, it's not as hurtful as it used to be, because when I used to go back, there, I used to be like, dang, man. But now I go back there and now it's a learning process for somebody else. Yeah. Not not really knowing that me giving my testimony is helping somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean it's it's it's, it's, helping it's been a it's yeah. helping you. Yeah, it's been you a blessing I mean? all the way around, man. Yeah, don't hold it in, man. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, like we you know, when we younger, we uh you know, as your situation when you went and got the gun, um your your weakness made that was your strength. Yeah. In that environment. Right. Nobody messed with you. You went and got right. a plan. You ain't get a gun. You got a plan. Right. To prevent that from happening. Yeah, because I don't think I got it to be like a thug or no. to be like, yeah, I got a gun. You're just trying to protect yourself yeah. in that environment. Yeah. So to a psychiatrist, somebody else, you know, that's a that's a that's a diagnosis code. You know, mm. it's a it's a mental health issue that you have mm. because if you, they're gonna say everything is caused by a trauma. Right. So because you got beat up, you lashing out or you trying to you trying to be you're very aggressive. I, and you just trying to survive in your environment. I was, and 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 the, and the sad part about it was, oh, I wasn't always aggressive like that, though. Yeah, but right? your environment is, if you are, if you're thoroughbred, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. You and, gonna rise to and, the top. And and, and 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 it really got pushed out of me, like really, because I was the type that you know my mother took care of us, clothes was nice, yeah. you know I had a brother, but he was doing his thing, so I had to find my own road. You know what I mean? And it was just like you know, at times. You know, it was just that I ain't no bitch, Slim. Yeah, I it. ain't no bitch, Slim. That's it. What? I'm just saying, I'm not gonna come over there and get in your face and fight and all that, but I ain't no bitch. You come over here, we got action. That's it. And I think that's been my story, you know, up until this point. And I think that when I, you know, when I talk, I hear so many people telling me, you know, they use words like authentic. Yeah. They use words like transparent. Yeah. And I'm like, who, me? They like, Kev, I'm telling you, Slim. Yeah. Shit you talking about? Is real, but you ain't you ain't you ain't letting nobody. You, it ain't no gray area. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. telling people exactly what it is, <laughs> and you making people think about shit that they did. Yeah. And how can they switch it up? Because yeah. I mean, when people see my, you know, some of the stuff that I post on social media is mainly you know me, you know, maybe out and about with the homies or my daughter. And yeah. so people that knew me from you know not going all the way back to my past, but you know Delaware State at, at, in school, they can tell you they look at the transition, and be like slim. Yeah. Good job. But the th funny thing, right, you can, like, a good person knows a good person. Right. 
So when we first met, like our conversation wasn't detailed. Nah, it, it was, was just it was Joe Basin. What's up, Slim? What's up with you? Good, yeah, man, good. Awesome. Yeah, you know what it. I mean. Yeah. And before you like you get to you get to see that straight shooter. Right. It ain't no fluff with you. Right. So it's like oh, that's my man. Every that's time true. I see, that's my guy. That's true. I don't need to know where you're from. But I know <laughs> that dude. <laughs> that's you know true. I mean? That's basic. If something was going wrong, you would stay right there. Somebody yeah. about the fight. That's true. It wasn't like let me see if this dude gonna run. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Hey, you say what cause? No, bro. I mean, this is this a concession stand, but yeah. this ain't our life, Slim. I mean, we I can come out there if you need me to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, like some dudes, you gotta be like, is you with this? Yeah, you know, dude saying, "What's up? What's up?" He's like, "Hold on, you want you with this or you good?" Nah, right. you you know the good. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's good dudes and it's real dudes that mean what they say, and you just team up with them, man. But this 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 mental health thing, man, it's it's pushed under the rug in our community. It's it's, it's shied away because I don't want to. I don't want to be weak. You know, you talk like as a young and a big football and man up, right? Sh- shake it off, right? You know what I mean. So you know, you, you teach this young man how to be a dog, how to be aggressive, but you don't teach him how not do that with his girlfriend or his wife. Wow, you saying something? So everybody don't got that wow. mom to tell him or dad to say you don't touch your cousin like that. Wow, you don't touch your little brother like that. But mm. you want me to be aggressive in this thoroughbred in this environment that I gotta be a dog. Mm. I gotta be. A and, and, and and it also makes me think about my mother because I think about a lot of the mothers that are out there that are raising these young boys by themselves and don't have that male aspect. And mm. I mean, even though my father and my mother were divorced when I was younger, you know, I can remember them, you know, vividly even when I was young. And I can remember my father always, you know, kind of being around. And and, and as I've gotten older. I wouldn't say that he wasn't around enough, but I can tell that, you know, it was probably frustrating for my mother because he wasn't around as much as she thought we needed him to be as as young men growing up in Southeast. And so even though he might not have been around as much, I still got a lot more from him than other dudes that I grew up with that didn't have a father, didn't know who their father was. And I, 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 you know, even though he gone, I feel like he, he poured a lot into me, hard work, you don't get nothing from nothing. You got to do something to make work. You know what I mean? Um, I remember one time I went to um, take a gun and some drugs at his, take it to his house to stash it. You know what I'm saying? And he cussed me out. And I was confused. I was like, damn, I thought you was punk. He was like, yeah, I'm your father, but I ain't with this dumb shit right here. Can't be bringing no guns and no drugs in my house. And it threw me off. But now that I've gotten older, I was like, yeah, my father was an OG. He was thorough or whatever, you know, title you want to give him. But he was still a father. Like, man, that's some dumb ass shit right there that you're doing, Slim. I mean, even though I got locked up, you come and get me. But the whole time we drive, he like, you's a stupid. He's old stupid ass mother. You know what I'm saying? That's type of you in your corner. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. And now that he gone, I mean, it's, it's been hurtful. I mean, he just had a birthday um, this month, October the 8th. And um, I, I went I went um, and got a haircut, but I, you know, had a little drink or whatever. And my barber, as soon as I walked in the barber shop, I mean, he was cutting somebody else's head. And, yeah. and it's just funny how, like you say, it don't have to be a whole bunch of conversations. As soon as I walked in the barber shop, and I spoke to everybody, but as soon as I sat down, he looked at me, he was like, you good, Slim? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's Pop's birthday. He was like, say no more. Yeah. He already knew what it was. So it wasn't like I was upset or I was, but, it, you know, just something bothering me, man. So it's just like when I look at it now and I think about, you know, this situation with this um, this husband and his wife, me knowing them, and then still just trying to fight, trying to figure out why he would do something like this or just trying to listen to, you know, of course I've listened to, you know, both sides. I've, I've heard sides of, 
you know, her, yeah. people that knew her close, and then I heard sides of people that knew him close. And it's yeah. just like, it's two different sides and definitely don't want to throw nobody under the bus. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, there's something that's not right upstairs yeah. for that to go full throttle for you to, I mean, the neighbor was like, she can hear, she, she felt the gunshots upstairs. Right. She felt them. You know, and I mean, and I don't, and I still don't know to this day what type of gun it was. But when yeah. you say you felt the gunshots, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's serious. Yeah, I mean, it, when it, when it's passion involved, it's like it, you go to a different level. You go to like a I'm on PCP level. Listen, yeah. they, I'm hearing, and and this is just me hearing. I'm hearing that when the police came on scene, one of the police mentioned to the to a reporter that it looked like it was. Uh, um, I can't remember the term that they used. Um, they've been fighting in the house all day. Nah, he would just. I just remember the. I just remember the 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 reporter saying that you know blood was everywhere, like blood was everywhere. And I'm and I don't know how many times he shot her. Yeah. Don't know really what happened, but they was just like blood was everywhere, and it was like it was. They said it was a bad crime scene, like yeah. that. Damn. And I mean, in my mind, it's still messing me up that that it happened. And I, even though I know it happens every day, and, and it's sad that it happens, I mean, it's just like, wow. And then it makes me, you know, now further go with the police. Now, you got police officers out here that got these jobs, got these, you know, body cameras. And we're not going to talk about the body cameras because that's going to upset me. But I feel like, what do we do with these police officers that's out here that feel like, just because I flinched, you got to put 15 shots in me. Is 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 that considered some form of mental health? I mean, because I feel like if this is if this is not the job, if you scared of this job, you got the wrong job, champ. It's man, like you gonna have us here all night, man. Talk about this. No, nah, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, because when you think about, it, I mean, police officers are human beings like us. They are right. So they, they take a job that's you know underpaid. They, a lot of them come from a community that they don't really come from. Facts. Um, they 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 are pressed not only by the, the, the job, but the people above them supervising them, put them in get them tickets. Crazy, yeah, situations, and oftentimes they deal with stress from the people and 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 also also the officers above them, right? Right. Then at the same time, they dealing with their own issues. And they don't have mental health people to go see. Right. So a lot of stuff I be trying to do. Don't with, don't they have psychologists and, and stuff they on the force? But they don't like right. again, like it's it's what I see in the military. Oh man, Kevin went to see a psychiatrist. Oh man, he might not be fit to go with me on the battlefield. Right. So if you a police officer and you telling me you went to see a psychiatrist, you showing a sign of weakness. Wow. It ain't just in the community. I don't want to look bad to Kay. Right. And then he gonna try to get that promotion before me. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So you know what I mean? It's like I gotta suck it up. I gotta just you know you know I'm just speaking on my opinion, but what I see with officers is that. You know, and having a niece that's in the police department, um, and me working at CBP okay. for a while. Uh, and CBP is? Customs and Border Protection. Okay. So the national thing and keeping the, the airports and all that safe, yeah, I used to work with that. Okay. And so um, a lot of officers have felonies from for anger, anger issues, fighting in bars, or pulling out their gun about the, oh, you want to mess up? Oh, yeah, you best chill out. <laughs> So I'm just saying, like, a lot of them deal with, and, we, you know, a lot of people don't talk about that because and I mean, that's and, our law enforcement. And, they and, protect and, us. And by no saying? means am I giving them a pass, but I'm just saying, I mean, we know. There's some good ones. Right. And then there's some. That's just terrible. 
There's some good dudes on the streets, and then there's some dudes in the streets you wouldn't even have your your sister, your mother around yeah. for five seconds. Yeah. And it's just you know, even if it's a bad one, you just got to teach our you know our people how to interact with those bad ones. Right. You know what I mean? Because you 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 can't give them power. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't motherfucker get out of my face, man. I smack the shit. Don't even give them that power. Right. Yeah. You want yeah. my here? You go. Here you, you go. Got my license. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, nigga. You welcome. Yeah. And, and smile at and, and, and I ain't, you know and I mean? I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm I, I, I did it one night <laughs> and slim. By the time I got to the light, it was tears coming on my eyes. I'm yeah. like, Young, I ain't never did no Bama shit like yeah. that. But when you get home, it hits you. you I'm home. You I'm home. You, live the fight you mad, I got it. But you you opening your door to your house yeah. and you home. You ain't dead. Yeah. So that's. You know, like a lot of people say, you know, like, you know, you look at me and they say, man. I can't believe you made like wow, dog. Like this is God. How'd you get out of all them situations? Like I tell them, man. If I'd have went to jail, I never would have came home. Right. Because it's about principle for me in the twenty-one. Right. So if something would have happened me in jail. It was about principle. Right. At that age, that's all we thought about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more. It was what, about principle. What, what was it? Was 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 understood? Don't need no explanation. No. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to run through that brick wall. Yeah. But then you start seeing your homies snitching. Mm-hmm. You start seeing your own homies do stuff that ain't loyal. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, this ain't for real. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. is this, where am I really going? Right. You know, and you in that moment, like, man, I was at school. I was lucky to have parents who pushed me to school. I was in school. I just got a case. And the judge was like, man, why are you... You got all these people character with this. Talking about you so amazing. Mm-hmm. You in college. Mm-hmm. I got dudes don't have mother and fathers. They got A's and all that. And you you in my court. Mm-hmm. So Judge Cushenberry, I'll never forget. He said, you're going to get 7 to 21 if I see you. You come back here. I don't care what it's for. It ain't no discussion. 7 to 21. This is my first time offender. He just 7 to 21 because everybody here is saying, you professors, this is a great dude. Right. All right. So you so great. Right. Anything come through off this desk in the next five years, you get seven to twenty-one, and we're gonna start at twenty-one, and then we're gonna backtrack. That's what he said. Uh-huh. He wasn't bullshitting. So it just had me thinking, like, <clears throat> is it worth it? Fighting for all these dudes that ain't really about just trying to be thorough and ain't mm-hmm. that. Sat back, went to school, got like a three-eight, went to grad school, had a four-point Okay. And kept it moving. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I ain't had no Salviato or none of that. I ain't had no money. Man. I ain't had no I mean, nice shoes anymore. I, mean, I ain't had no friends or girls anymore. They faded away. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean. And they then you and away. then you really you really start looking at what life look like. Yeah. Like like you really start looking at who really there for you. Yeah. And yeah. I and I never took it personal. I mean, nah. because I felt like even when I was getting a little bit of money, me and my brother, I mean my, my grandmother, you know, her heart. And, you know, I always think about DNA. I always think about family. I always think about, you know, you know where, where I came from. Why do I feel, why do I react? Why do I do? Why do I care? Why do I? So I, I was reading this book one time. I, I tell anybody, I was reading this book. It was called um, Knowing Your God-Given Talents. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was done with this book, this book was basically telling me that my God-given talent was servitude. Mm-hmm. And in a way, my podcast is servitude yeah. to some people yeah. because I'm serving up. A like meal, and they like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that come up, you know, in these, you know, seventy plus episodes, and people are like, hold on. So the stuff that you do on you, uh, the stuff that you do on Facebook, not your podcast. Right. Nah. You'd the, be amazed at how many people you should do a survey. Um, 
and I don't know you do it for everybody, but there's some people out there that probably wanted to hurt themselves until they start hearing what you're saying. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. And I'm talking about this is real life now. Yeah. I want to say three weeks ago, um, a young lady reached out to me, and not necessarily me, mm-hmm. but reached out to me, and she knows my cousin. And she inboxed me and was like, you know David? I was like, yeah, that's my cousin. She was like, is that your cousin or is that your, your, your? I said, nah, that's my cousin. Yeah. That's my first cousin. Mm-hmm. Him and his sister, them, them, them my cousins. Oh, for real? Damn. Oh, for real? Yeah, your cousin, he, he good people, this, that, and the third, and whoop-de-whoop. And I remember you and him was on live, mm-hmm. and y'all was talking, and it made me come on live. But by the time I came on, y'all was almost done. But it made me go to your page. And I start looking at your page. Then I saw that you had a podcast. Then I joined your podcast page. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. I start, then I downloaded the app for your podcast. Then that. I start listening to it. Right? Yeah. Not me. Again, not me. But then she was like, because two days ago, I tried to kill myself. I said, and this is through inbox. I was like, what? She was like, if it weren't for your cousin to talk me down, yeah. I'd be dead. Yeah. That's real. So in, in, so in that 10 minutes that we kind of chatting online, I'm like, wait, what? And I haven't even reached out to my cousin yet to tell him that she told me that because she still followed me on, you know, on my social media platform. But it's funny that you said that. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's necessarily, it was necessarily me but it was the fact that I was talking to somebody that she was connected with. Yeah. Then she saw me and kind of liked what I was saying. Then yeah. start following me yeah. and then reached out to me just to tell me that. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, because it's a, it's a lot of people that want help but don't know how to go and get the help or tell their girlfriend or go see a therapist. They'll say, they'll say man, go look at Kevin. He's talking about something positive. Right. So when I do a community day, it won't be for mental health. It'll be about positivity. Right. Come get a job. Right. You know what I mean? Free food, but I'm going to trick you into, we need to do some type of assessment. Right. To make sure you're healthy. To make sure you're good. Yeah. Right. Because you, you're going to get the, you're not going to get the person with the issue because they, they might not, you know, I might not want to admit I'm a narcissist. Right. That helped me run a business. Right. That helped me, you know, go hard and work hard, but I know how to manage it when it comes to being humble around people. Right. And respecting everybody ain't got that. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? So you 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 know, you might be the one that everybody calls from the block to mitigate stuff. Yeah. Even now people call me. This that. person got jumped and his brother trying to kill him. Hold on, man, let's sit down and talk. Yeah. What happened? What happened, yeah. Okay, you lunched out, you shouldn't have jumped him because he was beating him up. You should have let it happen. But I don't want y'all three to go over here and wait outside a job because y'all got jobs, man. Y'all got families now. Which I understand. Doing? Yeah. Oh, I want I want to kill him. Now. I know, man, but that's thirty years. Yeah, it's ninety years right there. Yeah, y'all ready to do that? Yeah, they giving out football I jerseys. I know y'all man. thorough dudes. You ain't got to pull under me. Right. That's your your family, your brother, and it happened. But let's just sit down and think about it. And I think for the most part, for me is you know I, I you know I, I you you kind of you kind of been through so much, so you know your breaking point. Yeah. You know your target. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, hey, hey, Slim, uh, we, we about to go to uh, suck. Nah, Slim, I'm, I'm good. good. Man. Oh, you know, what's wrong with you? Oh, ain't nothing wrong with me, Slim. I'm in here watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, 
couple hours on the news, 11 o'clock, oh, shots rang out at yeah, such and yeah, such club, yeah, and now yeah. I'm calling them. Y'all good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we we just got our way in the car. Nah, man, I can't, nah, I can't, yeah. I can't do it no more. Because I know in that instance, if, if we out and something happens, <laughs> and I, I'm in a, I'm in an element, I, I know me. Yeah. And I am a protector. So I know my man, and you say something to my man, I'm like, what you, you said, what slip? Ain't ain't like you said, and ain't no asking me no question. I'm already walking towards the Joker that's talking the most shit, because I'm about to splatter his shit now. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Let me, hey, hey, hey. It was good seeing y'all brothers. I got to go in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 I'm, and I'm happy, um, um, I'm excited that I'm at that point in my life yeah, because now yeah. I feel like I can't be in a place where, you know, I can't help people. Yeah, yeah, and it and it don't have to necessarily be bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be, hey, Slim, sit. You know, look yeah, around. Yeah, hey, Slim, yeah. sit the fuck, man. Fuck is you yeah, doing, yeah, Slim? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. think you ready to go in a motherfucking jail and have a nigga come to your motherfucking cell every day yeah, and say, nigga, yeah, if you ain't got this canteen, nigga, been over. Yeah, yeah, been over what? Nigga, you think it's a game? Have you ever seen Blood In, Blood Out? Nah, go watch that movie, nigga. That's a real movie. Real life. All the time. I can help you on this side, but I can help you on the other side. Because that other side means, There's a whole different politics man, over there. What? I got I to gotta do a whole lot to get in there. Man. So, you know, it's better for me to help you on this side. And so, I feel like, you know, when we talk about mental health, you know, I I, I want to stress the fact that, you know, you know, we, you know, PTSD, I did, I, did a, I did a series. I did a series. Oh, and if you get a chance, man, go back and, and listen to it. Because it started out with an older guy. Because he, he, he went from being young, going in the military. Then he was like uh, like a director for um, for um, for Lawton. So he was dealing with a lot of the inmates. And then I, then I ended up talking to a female I might know him. who got sex. His name, his name, Melvin Jones. I think I know you're talking about who used to be down low. His name, Melvin I Jones. I talking about. He came to my clinic. I mean, he's a good dude. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, I mean, well, well it's actually Terrence Hood's yeah, stepfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, great dude, right? And so I, I look at it I'm like. I'm this picture, man. You all right with that? Yeah, 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 you good. Go so, so, so I look at it like for me, you know, just being in there and, and, and coming home, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different, it's a different vibe, Slim. Like, and like you say, you can't help people in there. You know, versus uh, yeah, and coming home because I, I I can't come in there. Nah, I, I can't come in your cell block when 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 something about to jump off. Different rules, right? Different rules. Can't do it. And and it's and it's procedure and it's all you know. It's all type. It's all types of stuff that you that you can't and cannot do. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, and so I think with this platform and being you know m you know mental health being widespread, it's like. I asked the dude one time, and I think that's why I did the story. Mm -hmm. And he flat out, he was like, K-Dawg, look, if you grew up in the hood, you definitely got some form of PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. And so then it made me think about military, and so oh, that's what yeah. made me want to oh, do. But well, that makes you a great soldier. You know, and that's what and that's what made me want to do the story, because, because again, I so I talked to Mel J. He started out, he was in the military. Then I was able to talk to a young lady. She got sexually molested yeah. or maybe sexually assaulted. Then I talked to another guy. He was in the Navy. Yeah. He talked about the PTSD aspect from his father beating him. Yeah. And then he, his mentor uh, was in the military. He went to his house, found him hung. I was just like, damn. And so you, so mental health ain't one, ain't one block. Nah. Ain't one circle. Mm -hmm. It's like multiple yeah. issues. So, you know, it's like. How do we train people how to deal with conflict, conflict resolution? So, like, my dad, like, he's a military-type father, like, straight shooter. 
um, put me through the ringer at a young age, like basically was the hardest person I had to, if I can get through him, it was, I wasn't scared of nobody. Right. And so he was on me. Right. And so a lot of people that he was on, you know, he raised a lot of people through football, basketball, and they know him. A lot of people were crap. Mm. But the fact that he was on me, he taught me like how to be thorough, how to be about your word. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have that father. Right. Like he would break me, but then he would show me he loved me. So it was a, it was a tough love that built me to go through any wall. Like I, I don't deal with titles. Right. So he broke me mental health with PTSD, right? He broke me, but then he brought me back up. Mm. So when you get broken in the hood, there's nobody to bring you back up to say, right. you fell down seven times, get up that one more time. Right. So he was like, you know, get you, you, you got to get up. Right. I don't care what you got to do, but we got to get up because we got to go back to work tomorrow. Right. What are we going to do now? Right. It wasn't like we crying about this, but I had that dude on my back, but I knew I had strength. Because mm -hmm. I had him. Right. With him, I'm fighting anybody. Right. Yeah, a lot of people ain't had that. Right. You know what I mean? And they were getting beat up every day. They get molested. Mm -hmm. You trying to tell this person to be strong? Right. And their brother molesting them, their cousin molesting them. Right. Their mother on drugs, their father's pushing them over to the cousin house because he's trying to work. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to tell this 12 year old girl everything going to be okay. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like you got anxiety, you got depression. You got medicine that they use that sometimes don't always work mm -hmm. to suppress it. Mm -hmm. But until you take that person out of that environment, you can't really change nothing. Okay, that makes sense. You gotta, you got, you can't. Do, I just can't go in and get the kid. I gotta go. What's going on with the parent? You know, I go into the school, say the kid up front of the, of the board cussing at the teacher, and like the like the young that was standing up there. This is young girl, pretty as hell. What standing there? At the, the head of the classroom, just looking at the teacher while the teacher trying to teach. Like, shut up, bitch. And yeah. this, I'm like, come here for a second. How you doing? Who are you? Oh, I ain't nobody. You know, I'm just here to I'm just here to see what's going on. Nice shoes. I like your shoes. You know, I got my, my, my Converse on. You know, I think I'm doing it. So she can call me a Bama and laugh right. so we can relax. Get it in. Yeah. Wow. And so now the principal is saying like, uh, uh, uh. So once she go back to class... I'm the first thing I'm going to ask is tell me about the mother and father. Right. I don't want to know about her yet. Ah, tell me about where she come from. Right. Oh, the father, drug dealer. Okay, okay. I got it. I can, I can I get can. them where, yeah. And so, and so with, with that right there, you was um, talking about how um, there's a difference between having the title, there's a mm -hmm. difference between having that piece of paper mm -hmm. versus actually coming from the element. Yeah. You so was it different in teaching? So because yeah. you were just saying that you got professionals that's coming to you like, hey Omar, how you do this. Yeah. So what's what's the biggest difference between them and what's the biggest difference between you oh, in, in, in terms of your your impact? Oh, that's good. Um, I think as a clinical person, you train by a book. So if you know that that book might teach you just if A happens, go to B. If C happens, go to D. But around G or H, you might look for somebody more senior. Well, I'm trained to go to A to Z. Right. Because I was in that element, and I had to be so chameleon-oriented. I had to know how to move and shake. Right. And so a lot of people say, well, you move like a drug dealer. Well, I kind of do. I don't go the same way home every time. I don't do – it's certain steps that I do that uh, uh, make me better than the average because – Man, I'm you, just trying to adapt and survive. Man, you really saying some <laughs> shit right now. And so. so I can go to different countries and not be in the tourist section. 
because I know how to be respectful. Right. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I know certain rules not to have my money out, not have my jewelry out. I'm this big, strong American. I'm the CEO. You know, respect me. Right. Nah, I ain't, that ain't gonna fly. Nah. I ain't gonna go on somebody else's block and do that. Because you got a magnifier on your. Okay. Yeah, you gonna follow him. Get your head. Exactly. So I mean, like, I think a lot of people that go to school, you know, they throw money at the problem, you know, and I throw a heart and sincere person coming like, wow. I want to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about you. Tell me about your mother and father. You know, that was a tough situation. I went through the same thing. I lost my aunt at 14, and so I went left. Mm. I know exactly what you're dealing with. Mm. I said F football, F scholarships. And went left to the streets. I had a great family. Mm. But because of that trauma, you know, that was the woman I loved out of everybody. Mm. More than my mother. Right. But nobody could tell me why she died of cancer. Wow. So I went to the streets. Mm. Let me see what that's about. Yeah. It's a different life. <laughs> and so when you in the boardroom and, you know, you like the streets, you're going through some, some, some situations and you need to make decisions quick. A lot of those people are not built to make those decisions. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a brick wall and be like, you ain't gonna stop me. Like, nah. Right. And a lot of people don't have it. Wow. You know, and I will tell you a situation. Like I bought, I had a, a group session, and I brought, you know, I bring these dudes in to do life skills with the kids. So like a professional boxer came in, and he brought his his a uh, professional boxer that he trained. Okay. I don't know that the kid in the group. Was from the same neighborhood uncle was, and they beefing with them. Oh, so I don't know this. I'm just trying to bring a life coach in. He decided to bring wow. a boxer that's pro now. That's I can't say his name, but he's doing well. But he was 45, 10, about six years ago. He was in court for a murder charge that he murdered somebody from around their way, and so he did it in self defense or whatever. And the judge told him. I see you in boxing. I'll give you a, but you got, you can't come back around this neighborhood anymore. Right. So it kicked him out the neighborhood. The best thing happened for him. He went out Maryland. Now he's professional boxing, got a professional boxing career. So we in there, we just hear some do, 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 do. So I get the phone call. Some kid just tried to stab another kid. So the clinician doesn't know signs of somebody about this, somebody trying to get somebody. Where you got the other people from who are street savvy and you reaching in your pocket or your bag, we step into you first. Yeah. Because we're going to get in the way of that before you can reach it out. Yeah. Because we already know that the box is like, I'm not trying to put my hands on you, but if y'all jump out there. And then one jumped out there, so he just smacked them and then lift the other one off his feet because he's not trying to hurt the little young. Right. And so we, you know, we, we, we separated and, and everybody calmed down and they end up, you know, working things out, he was like, you know, I'm not here to hurt y'all, man. I'm not in that life no more. Whatever happened, you know, I apologize for it, but I'm a different person. Like, I'm away from that. And so they both could, the 14-year-old who's trying to be thorough because his uncle and grandfather, everybody been in jail, who's trying to be that 21-year-old man, got to see, like, this dude is, he been there. Mm -hmm. He been to court, been mm -hmm. about to face life, and mm -hmm. he humbled himself to come, I'm here to help y'all. Yeah. They don't know that word. Nah. Humble. Nah. So it's, you know, and then, you know, the next week, that same 14 year old shoot up a metro bus. Because he don't like to do. Wow. I'm just saying it's real out here. Like, people think, like, it's certain, there's a lot of stuff that happens that, and we go back to police officers, that they see that you don't. Right. Um, that the news doesn't cover. Right. 
And so you like, it's a lot of stuff I see every day, man, in households, and you better thank God that mm. your situation, it, it can get worse. Right. Yeah, and so, I mean, like, even with the situation with the domestic violence thing, man, we see that a lot, and it's, it go back when we was kids, that's my car. Right. Oh, you just took it back. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to simplify. I am here. not trying to tell people how old I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my car. That's your car. That's my right, car. Right. Then how do I tell Omar, you know, nah, you can't always have that car. Mm. You know, Mercedes ain't going to last you forever. It's going to break down. Right. But we hold on to it forever because I won't remember when Omar had that Volkswagen with the with the five-star rims on it with the booming system. Yes. But now we done moved into Cadillacs. You mm -hmm. know but you're still trying to hold on to it. So it's like you're trying to hold on to the relationship with your wife. And I don't know if that's the case, but I see it in my clinic mm -hmm. where it, it might not be the re best relationship. It might be time to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. So me, I'm like, it's about the kids. It's not about me. Right. Everybody don't think like that. Right. You know, when we was younger, we would always say, you ain't, we might joke and say, I know I was, would joke and say, well, you ain't with me, you can't be with nobody else. Right. You know what I mean? Because I don't want that woman to leave me. I mean, it's funny you say that because I feel like, it, it, you know, me and my ex-wife, I think that from my perspective, it was more about making sure that my daughter was going to be safe. And that's why I kind of, uh, so to speak, walked away. Yeah. Um, and I would say reluctantly. I mean, because I didn't get married to get a divorce. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it got to the point where, you know, when things get um, so, I'm going to say, violent yeah. in front of the baby... I had to look at her one day and just be like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this. I mean, because she don't, she didn't ask to be here yeah. and she shouldn't have to go through us not being able to work out our shit and her having to see that. Yeah. So I, I had to step off. So when you say the kids, it, I feel that because I feel like, and now things are much better between us. You yeah. know, we, we better as co-parents than we ever been, you know, as far as engaging each other. Yeah. Took a while, you know, go through some struggles, divorce, all that, go through that, but yeah. Ultimately, I think for me, it was Gian. And I think even when I left, I told her, I was like, there's nothing you're going to be able to do that's going to stop me from being in her life. Right. Nothing. And and I proved that. And I think that if, if more of us had that type of mindset, yeah. even with not necessarily, um, you know, the kids, but even some of these adults, because yeah. they just ain't got it. And it's like today, I was, you know, I was look, I saw the story about the 12-year-old the, the at Kip DC mm -hmm. that had a nine millimeter fully loaded. Wow. And Kip DC, yeah, it was, I, I posted it on my page, yeah. and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I hear, you know, some people saying, oh, you know, these kids, these kids, these kids, these kids, but I don't hear nobody talking about their parents. I don't hear nobody talking about their parents though, and I mean that some people reached out and you know said, you know, the parents, but I'm like, no, you, yeah, the kids, but they again, what did you just call them? They kids, they impressionable, they doing what they see on TV, on the videos. Where they parents at? Because I know, again, like my father, you know, I'm trying to take some 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 drugs and a gun to my father. I was, he like, nigga, you yeah. ain't bringing that shit in here, Slim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it ain't enough men that's actually, you know, showing these young men how to be men. And I remember one time I made this statement and I got a little bit of flack from it, but it's what I believe. I feel like it's a lot of, a lot of the issues with these young men mm -hmm. are stemming from the emotional instability that they get by being raised from their mother. Mm. Because their mothers are emotional. They hear them on the phone arguing. They hear them talking, arguing with the boyfriend, arguing with the neighbor. Yeah. Grown men don't, I mean, I'm not saying we don't argue, but grown men don't go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
don't react emotionally. I mean, if you really serious, at the end of the day, I'm going to look at you, okay, and I'm going to walk away. And a lot of times, if you know what that means, hey, man, man, you might not want to come back around here no more, Slim, for real. But a a female, she'll follow you to the end of the parking lot in your ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of times with the youngest, I'm saying it. We, I'm, I'm around the way, youngest going back and forth, youngest says something about another youngest shoes or whatever, instantly. Nigga, fuck you talking about I ain't do I mean, instantly. So I looked at him, I was like, Slim, if you not what he just called you, why you reacting like that? Yeah. No, nah, because he got me fucked up, I ain't no bitch ass nigga. Again, if you, because I hear you saying it, yeah. but if you know you not that, yeah. why you reacting like that? And it, and, and it make me think about the job that the mothers have to have because the fathers are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing is broken. I mean, yeah. it's, some, it's some bad kids. It's some bad kids. Absolutely. It's some bad kids. But most of the time, it's, the parents got some issues. And I'll tell you one of, the, one, of the, one of the continuous ones I see is the mother and father beefing. Right. And then so the kid is kind of left on his own because he's trying to decide which one that they talk about each other. Right, and so that kid is just like he's trying to be a kid, but at the same time, figure out what the heck is going on with my mother and father. Mm. And so that kid is just going through everything and just lashing out in different ways. Grades go down, um, and then some kids in those situations reach out to different neighborhoods or gangs. Right. right, and so I'm assimilate to my environment. Yeah, so it's not enough people saying, "Look, man, you don't need to do that. Right. Look, you don't need to turn that other cheek." I mean, with us, we were probably going to go go's and. We was looking for, I wasn't looking for fights. I plead the fifth. But if somebody was coming in one of that work, we needed to get some exercise. You know what I mean? I plead the fifth. I'm saying now, you know what I mean? We didn't go looking for fights. Nah, but if you found us, you dig it But if you bullshitting, we got action. (laughs) You know what I mean? With no question. Yeah, we got action. You know what I mean? So, you know, even like recently, I was down in Miami and I I saw this guy and I thought he was from a neighborhood who we were beefing with. But like, this is like 30 years later. And I just went up and talked to him. He was from around the same neighborhood I used to hang out. Mm. I, I said, man, I thought you was with this. No, nah, man, I was from the same neighborhood. Mm. So why are you looking at me like that in the go-go? He said, because you looked at me like that. Yeah. And we just started laughing. Yeah. And, you know, you take that 20, 30 years, that could have been something totally different. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then most our beasts, you know, stem from women. I'm messing with you. Somebody around that way, she want to see me fight him, so she just, he don't like you. You don't even know who I am. Right. But we about to fight, though. Over nothing. You know, it's just this, you got to, I call it the inside the beltway. I mean, you can get the same thing in Chicago, Mm -hmm. New York. You can get it in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. It's it's this complex of fighting to get out. Mm -hmm. The toughest man, the toughest survivor. Mm -hmm. And y'all really don't have to fight. Right. You just got to think. Yeah. And so, you know, what I do is try to give people hope by showing them what I'm going to do. Right. And everything I bring to the table. I'm the same guy that was coming from the same place in PG County. And now I'm here today where right. I'm at now. Right. Just showing them you can you can go another way. Right. Make more money. Wow. Take some same tangible skills. Yeah. 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 That anger. Yeah. You can use that anger towards something else. You can turn that energy positive. I mean, I mean that's one of the... Um, one of the counselors told me when I when I kind of tell people that you know I went to counseling, people be like, "For real?" I be like, "Man, look, it was one of the best decisions, one of the best non-decisions that I made because it wasn't my decision. It was like, nah, you need to go to counseling, Slim." Uh-huh. And so I went, and it was just like, you know, 
it was supposed to be marital counseling after the fact because it was like, look, if this don't work, we done. Yeah. So long story short, she ended up not wanting to go no more. I stayed and it ended up being more about me yeah. than it was about me and her. Yeah. And so I remember one time the counselor was like, you know, let's start from scratch and tell me, tell me who Kevin is. Yeah. And I think I went from elementary school as far as I could go back and went forward. And it was like, I was giving her story slim. And I remember at one point, she needed the tissue, not me. And she was just like, just, just she was like, give me, I, I, she was like, I need a minute. And she walked outside and she came back and she literally was not in full tears, but she was like, if you wouldn't have told me or start telling me what you're telling me now, I would have never <laughs> thought this about you. And she said, I'm not saying it because you look no certain type of way or time. nothing. She said, but I would have never <laughs> thought that you would be this way. And I said, when you say this way, she was like, and I'm not even saying it's bad because, you know, you were you were in your environment. You, you were doing what you needed to do. She said, but I would have never thought, I would have never thought that you would have had to go through something like that, yeah. ever. And I was like, and I think that, I think that, in itself is most of my reasoning of why I had to go through what I went through. Because yeah. I, oh, you a bitch. Yeah. I ain't no bitch, no. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. got to the point where you pushed me to the point where, you know, what Park say, you know, I, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Don't push it. Don't and do and it. once you push me, it's a wrap, Slim. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now, when I come around the way, it's like, oh yeah, Slim right here? Nah, don't, nah. Yeah, yeah. Him and his brother, oh, that's his brother right yeah, there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 86, yeah. that shit. So, you, yeah, that's, that's, Man, I you know I I don't share a whole lot of me, but you know with you I share. So after my aunt died, I never cried. Oh wow! I had to teach myself how to cry again. Wow! Because I said I would never cry over a man or a woman, never love somebody that much as I love her. Wow! At fourteen, man. Wow! At fourteen, because mm. my dad, you know, I told him he was strong, but he couldn't tell me why she died. Mm -hmm. Smartest aunt, you know, worked in news, was a lawyer. How she died? Wow. I got an aunt that's on drugs. She's still living. Wow. So this is a fourteen-year-old in his mind, you Fucking know, trying you to process. Yeah, never gonna cry again. Wow. Mother had brain cancer, went to surgery. Her face was swollen, and cried straight face. Wow. See what I'm saying? Like girlfriend said, she gonna leave. All right. Be easy. Do your thing. Help me move. <laughs> love of my life. You cold blooded. I know I need to be with her. You know what I <laughs> mean? You know what I'm saying? Kate? I'm hot. I'm hurt. Right. But it's no, 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 no feelings, no I'm filter. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a baby. I don't want a baby, but I gotta leave. All right, we pack it. Let's go. Wow. So my practice, you know, I was so mental health, man. Mm. As you look back and the thing about me, you versus somebody else is we try to get better. Right. Everybody ain't trying to get better. Right. I'm looking like, how can I get better? You know, I know I did this something wrong. How can I fix this? Right. Now I got to the point where I'm fixing it. How can I help somebody else that's going through the same thing? Right. So I'm saying everybody ain't doing that. Right. Everybody like I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to take care of me. Right. I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying exactly. to make sure I got the nice car. People see I still got it. Right. I don't care if you think I got it. Right. I get a Prius. I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm at straight. the point. Hey, I think every since I bought this F-150, I'm yeah. not buying nothing else. <laughs> Durable, low maintenance. I'm straight, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. We just, it's, it's, this system is built for us to fail. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's built for us. And 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 oh, that's it's a it's a cliche statement, but it's one of the realest it's built, statements ever. You know, I'm working with you know I'm, I love PG County, that's where I come from, but the school system, like wow, you you, you suspend a kid for having weed, mm -hmm. then you send them to me for 
to once for one session, mm-hmm. and you know they go back to school, but that ain't gonna stop him from smoking weed, right? Because he attended one session, right? And if he don't come, you suspend him for seven days. Wow. He still ain't, he ain't gonna stop smoking weed, right? He 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 smoking weed the first day he not at school, but we don't have a place to send him, so they go away. Yeah, you know what I mean. We don't have residential communities because we doing all this development. We don't want residential spots anymore. And 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 that is another conversation in itself as well. It's a lot. That's man. crazy. And I'm like, you know, how many people are ready to put that work in to solve that? How many people want to put their neck out to solve that? I mean, and I think for me, I think now, um, I mean, I can't really say, I mean, because and, and people, you know, and like you just said, and, and it's almost like with that statement, it's like it almost makes me feel good because, you made a statement saying that, you know, you didn't have the education, you didn't have this, mm-hmm. but you had the street knowledge. And I feel like what I'm doing, yeah, I ain't got, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I don't got the lights, I don't got the cameras, I don't got all that. But the impact of this little microphone mm-hmm. and my voice and your voice is going to sound wave out in, into the atmosphere and somebody going to be like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah. So, you know, you know, you got, you got, uh, what's his name, Felipe Lopez, basketball, mm-hmm. let's take it to basketball, right? So Felipe Lopez, number one high school player, he working, right? He number one. Mm-hmm. So you got Kobe Bryant and somebody else in the background, Kevin Garnett. So while he at the top, he the number one rank. These jokers working. Mm-hmm. So while you don't got the lights, somebody else got the lights. Mm-hmm. You just keep on working. Right. And then eventually, that, you know, that person gonna slow down. If they if they keep working, you are gonna be Good. the top. Exactly. You just keep on working, man. The person who grind and who knows that's the difference, grinding. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Is being able to understand I don't know something, but I'm gonna go find out. Yeah. Kevin, I ain't got the answer, but let me get back with you in yeah. 48 and mean it. Yeah. And, and get back, back at you. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I found out. Yeah. So now you can have a discussion with me at a high level and you like, man, he took the time to to do that. So now yeah. let me add some more to his plate. Yeah. Did you know about this? this oh, with yeah. this microphone, this not- Yeah. Hold on, let me go let research me, again. Yeah, and come back, yeah. So now we having conversations, we build a team. Yeah. Now you can trust me. I can yeah. trust you. Yeah. And there ain't a lot of people doing that. They every- say they say, Kevin, what you doing? Okay, I'm trying to do that myself. I wanna be the man. I don't wanna <laughs> be the you know, I, I I'm 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 different. Kevin, what you got? All right, let me give you this contract for five hundred thousand. Right. And then, you know, five years later, AK, how's everything going? Hey, oh, let me give you this contract. I know you're doing the middle. I don't want that good, K. You're like, nah, nah man. I'm, I'm doing good, too. I'm going to help you out. Yeah. People don't think like that. They put yeah. themselves before others. Right. And they don't understand that if you give, you get 10 times more. Right. You know what I mean? And I remember one time I was having a conversation with a good friend. And I mean, when she said it, I don't think she had no ill intentions when she said it, you know what I'm saying? But I think, again, when you listen to people talk, you be like, damn, for real? And she, um, I was just mentioning to her how much I grind, you know, mm-hmm. go to work, do the podcast, get my daughter, do this, do that, do my little side hustle on the weekend. She was like, I ain't grinding like that. Yeah. And I ain't taking no type of way, but in my mind, I was like, shit, I'm grinding every day. And I feel like my father... My father was the same way. My father grind until he was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my father was 60 plus and still trying to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. mean, and it wasn't like he was mad. Right. It, just, it was just, he couldn't sit in the house and do nothing. Right. Watch TV all day. He would get frustrated. Hey, man, man, let's, man, let, I'm about to go to this little Tim Agency. And I think that when I lost my job and, you know, and couldn't work, that's the first thing I did. I got up, went to a little temp joint. Where you went that today? Oh, I went to this little uh, daily labor yeah, jump, yeah, and he yeah. got paid. Oh, you got paid that day? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's like everybody, what I say, like everybody got their rateful mindset, but they don't have their, their rateful actions and the strategic, <sighs> how he implemented it. They, they, they want what he had, but they ain't got that thorough follow through like he had to and lead a, you know what I mean? And you can take it from regular business. How many people come from where we come from and have an opportunity out here? Yeah. They will stop at a clinic and go get a nice car in a house yeah. and say how much better I am. But no, nah, my whole thing with creating the clinic wasn't for me. Create 484 jobs. Right. So if I got 484 jobs with people, I'm affecting six people in that family. So that's 484 times six. Mm, that's a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of families. Yeah. So now that's a platform. Right. Kate, come over here and speak to this platform. Right. That's true. So now, Kate, like, I'm rocking with my man. Oh, yeah. Kate, I got you a hat you need to wear. Old brand. Yeah. It's a platform because I set it up about other people and not about myself. Mm. Give them a job. Give them an opportunity. You know mm. what I mean? We got one strike against us, this and that. But you need some type of training to get back into this environment. Yeah. Ain't nobody running to Chicago. Right. Ain't nobody wasn't running to D.C. So you, right. you you see all everything that's going on. You see how they push us through the school system at 14. You can come back. You can come back, get your diploma. They just wait until you get 18. Mm -hmm. You can go to jail. So they can get at you. Yeah, yeah get that zero, you know, three-cent labor, mm -hmm. minimum wage. And then it's like once I got this platform and just, you know, I remember one of my friends was like, I don't care what you do. Research, research, research. Don't be on there talking crazy if it's something that you don't know what you're talking about. And I, and I mean, of course I do that, but I told her, I said, but a lot of times you'd be surprised, <laughs> you'd be surprised, one, what I know, yeah. and two, what I've been through, yeah. to have all expertise in what I'm talking about. Don't nobody know like you know. Exactly. Don't nobody know like I know. That's what I told her. You know what I'm saying? So everybody like right now is, is happy. This guy from Austin Hill, probably I had a 1.0.9 GPA in high school. Dang, this dude went to college. You know, I had plats back then. You know, yeah. you know, that's called plats. So you know, I used to call me old dog from the uh, the movie with the Menaces of Society. Yeah, so I was old dog, right? Yeah. So well, I mean, I was too because his real name was so, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got the you got this guy who created the mental health clinic, and you know, everybody's like, "Wow, that's amazing," but you don't understand. And me, they like, you know, I'm going for thirty. You know what I mean? I'm not going for one. I'm going for 30 in different states. Right. And after that, I'm going for something bigger. Yeah. Add residential and all this other stuff. Like, this is a, you know what I mean? A small piece just to get you, you started. with this. Yeah. Imagine, you know, you, you don't wait till you see what happens. Yeah. And then have a company last week try to buy us. And I didn't know nothing about this. And I've just opened it. Now they offer $5 million to $7 million. Wow. So imagine if I got ten twenty. Right. Is even more because I didn't. I you know people always try to get their money on the front end, and I try to teach my employees. You can try to get the money on the front end. I give it to you, right? But it's on the back end. I can give you so much more. Just like a car, just like a car did. You just let me know what you want, and right. then tell me about you. You right. want on the front end, all right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be working for ten years with the same salary. Mm -hmm. On the back end, I can give I you got more you money back than any other job exactly. you ever. Exactly. Just put that work in for me. Exactly. And I think that's kind of. I, I think that's kind of my blueprint. And I think my father gave me that. My brother got it. I mean, he'd been on the bus, I think, going on, I want to say, at least 15 years, I think. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me, but I think he'd been on the bus 15 years. But before he went to Metro, he was already driving mm -hmm. tractor, tra I mean, tractor trailers, you know, all that got his class. Say, I mean, that's the same day my father did. Yeah. So I think that, you know, in a nutshell, even though 
you know, Big Melvin wasn't always around, but mm-hmm. even though he wasn't around, he gave us something. Yeah. He gave us the grind. He yeah. gave us a, a vehicle. Oh, you know what? I can drive CDL. I can yeah. get my CDL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I remember my brother pushed it on me, man. You need to get your CDL. And yeah. I and I remember one day I told him I was smoking. I was like, <laughs> I was about to get my CDL. Look, I was like, I was like Slim. It ain't me. And I mean, he fought me for years. Man, you stupid. You shouldn't get your CDL. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Slim, that ain't me. And it's like now I'm sitting in this chair in this conference room with you. Yeah. And it's just like, this one I'm supposed <laughs> to be at. I mean, it took me yeah. a long time to figure it out to get here. Yeah, yeah, but I remember I had a conversation with a co-worker. He was like, man, you need to start a podcast. I was like, a podcast? What's that? What's a podcast? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, here it is. I'm 41. And this is my first year, well, going on my, yeah, going on my second, well, first year, finishing my first year of a podcast, 41 years old. And now That's people, people, call, I, I went to Mexico for hood wedding. Dude was getting in the pool. He was like, um, six man? <laughs> I ain't him. I was like, what? He yeah, was yeah. like, Six man podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. He was like, yeah, I saw your man in the lobby, and I saw a shirt, and then I saw you last night at dinner. You had yeah, your shirt yeah. on. So me and my wife went on Google, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it came up on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. I, when he said iTunes, I, I was like, yeah. damn. You know, it's, sometimes it's just timing, man. Yeah, and you don't know what technology is gonna bring. Like, so just yeah, keep on doing. Yeah, it. keep grinding. Keep grinding, yeah. man. And before you know it, you probably have a whole studio, a whole. It's gonna turn into something bigger than what man, you think. Man, minister that I, um, that I recorded with, um, we kind of brought in the element of uh, Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. and you know him in the studios and stuff. And uh, as we were talking, he was like, "Cause see, he was like, take a snapshot of your laptop and take a snapshot of your microphone, this little microphone." He was like, "This." You, when you get your Tyler Perry moment, mm-hmm. you're going to look back to when you was doing this. Yeah, yeah, but now yeah. you got people, you got the boy, you yeah, the, you yeah, the yeah, man. He yeah. said, you're going to remember this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, it feel good. And I want to feel good about it, but I'm so humble yeah, yeah, that yeah. I ain't giving myself an opportunity to be like, damn, I hear what he's saying. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. not saying that I don't hear and it don't make me feel good. It's just I'm so humble because yeah, yeah, I come from humble beginners and people don't think I do because I look a certain way. or I do. Yeah. I'm like, Slim, that came from my mother, yeah. my grandmother, and my father. Yeah, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That took me back, man. Yeah. Because, uh, you, know, you know, you look at the clinic now when I talk about how successful it is and that. But when we first started it, it was me and my partner from back when I was like eight years old, my best friend, who my CFO now. Um, we was talking. We was like, man, what do we want to do? Let's invest this money. Invest it back in the community. Let's buy a 7-Eleven. Let's get a Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. That fell through. Mm-hmm. Let's get a car wash. Mm-hmm. And we like, man, how long you mad? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you mad. So I know that the, 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 the guy down the street trying to sell us laundromat. He trying to sell it by mm-hmm. the harbor. So I said, let's try to buy it. And so we, we, was, we just talking, man. And I said, you know what, man? What's up with this mental health thing? And he's like, man, what's up with it? I said, you trying to go after it? He said, man, uh, let me think about it. So I called him a week later. I said, man, I think this mental health thing is it. I've been reading. I've been studying. I think this is it. He said, you want to do it? I said, yeah, let's do it. I called the Department of Behavioral Health. You got a week to put your application in. So we wrote policies to see about 400 pages. Mm. Right him. Not in mental health. Wrote it. Sat down and wrote it. And now, you know, we the one who laid the floors down. I'm talking about down there. Hell yeah. I'm talking about laying actual tile yeah. floors yeah. and painting. Who else going to do it? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck you talking about? We in there jumping. If, 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 if you'd have had my number, I'd have been in there with y'all. We in there grinding. Right. 
And so now we in, you know, from that to where we at now, somebody want to buy it. We like, we ain't believe we can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then and people telling us we had to have all this money to open up a certain style of it. And for us to be able to do it. So now the people that was, you know, that took the idea and ran, come back and try to get a job. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dang. it's crazy. Crazy. So imagine how my mind is now about if somebody say I can't do something. Right. I'm putting that work in. I'm right. studying. I'm going to figure out how to do it. But that's, but, that's, but that's good because you can pour that into all of the people that come through your door, man. That's what's up. If I believe, you know what I'm saying? Damn, oh, that's what's up, saying? man. Like, that's you know, I'm up. sitting here thinking about what's the next thing I'm, for you. I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm sitting here thinking about being in the concession stand yeah. on FedEx Field. And now <laughs> we sitting here like, dang. Ain't that crazy? That's serious. Yeah. That's serious. And man. humble, man. Like, you know, the money, you know, I pay my employees first. I ain't eat for three years. I told my partners, you ain't eating. Yeah, we gonna pay them. Yeah. And I think I've. I've You're I, trying to learn, man. As I've really elevated. About this yeah, work? I think as I elevated, I got to that point because I I, 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 I I can't remember the name of the book, but I remember the book's um, platform is basically like, you know, um, when, when, when you're in a position, mm-hmm. you want to teach somebody how to get in your position so you can move up and then, and then just, and just keep going. And I remember one time I got, a, I got a raise at my job. And my drivers have been bitching and complaining how the company ain't giving them no money. And I remember I got like a $5,000 bonus. I went to the bank. I pulled out $500 each for all of my drivers. I took them to um, Buffalo Wild Wings on a corporate car. You know, just, you know, thank you, you know, whatever. But as we was leaving, we was paying the bill. I gave them that little envelope. And as I gave them the envelope, I was like, all right, I'm going to holler at y'all. And I was able, I was literally able to get them to the point where they were so comfortable, not drunk, but tipsy, yeah. where they I gave them the envelope, but they ain't even really pay attention to it. Yeah. And by the time I got there the next morning, wasn't nobody late. <laughs> Everything that needed to be done was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time I walked in my office, all I had to do was sit down and start my day. Trunks yeah. was gone. Yeah. Everybody was out. You know, uh, shit, shit that needed to be added on to the truck that needed yeah, to be put on the yeah, truck. Yeah. I ain't had to tell them it was on the truck. Yeah. And then I just sat there and was like, "Yeah, this is 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 another level now. I got I gotta, yeah, I gotta keep this level now." It's not too many good dudes out there that got you know got stuff. Most of the good dudes you just sit back and you know and I ain't trying to deal with that headache. Right. So you got a good dude that's leading, right. and he ain't trying to take advantage of the person. He ain't trying to take that person's girlfriend. Right. He don't want all the clout. People love that. Yeah. And 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 not the fact and 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 not only that, but the fact that I'm. Like one of the realest, straight shooters. One of the realest straight niggas you gonna ever meet, yeah. and you think that all the shit that I'm talking is bullshit. But then when I back it up every single day, yeah. going to bat with these white people, right. and then coming back like, look, they said they ain't gonna give you this, but look, boom, this what I got for us. These niggas like, oh, right. this nigga. And then I remember my man. I remember my man L. I swear, Pew, if you listen to this man, I swear to God, I remember my man Pew was like. This young black man went in this white office, told these motherfuckers what they what we wanted, and came back out with it. Yeah, man, we got to follow this black man, right? Because yeah. he like John Millicent. He's like, man, we got to follow this black man. <laughs> but it made me feel like that's the that's the that's the foundation. Yeah, right. Take them with you, but show them how to do. I mean, of course, show them how to do it, but take them with you and show them how you roll. So I mean, you know, bonus money. I, I'm gonna get another bonus because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a supervisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all might not be here because y'all might get another job, whatever, whatever. But while I'm here, here you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I think it was seven drivers out of my five thousand. I gave five hundred dollars to each seven drivers. Wow. Wow. Right. And so of course that broke down my money, but I'm like. When I came back, to work, I ain't had to do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from that point on, hey, Sam, I need you, sir. All right, baby, what's yeah, how you yeah, want me yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that, a lot of people can't do that. <sighs> there are a lot of people working on the front end, man. Yeah. Not on the back end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, what's, you know, and uh, people get so caught up in the weeds, like, what's the high level? What are we here for? Right. Well, what's our purpose? Is it just to spend money or is it to create jobs? Right. And if you always create that vision, of why you have your podcast, what you're doing it for, and you keep it at the level of trying to save lives. I'm yeah. trying to reach that one person. Yeah. You never go broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm helping people. You never go broke. Yeah. If it's focused about the money, it's never going to be enough money, nah. man. And I you tell people, they ain't, it ain't. You get 100,000, you get a million, you want five, you want yeah. ten, and then. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. Just keep it simplified. That's true. Save one life at a time, and you never go broke. Mm. And so, you know. It, we need more good dudes out there. So, 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 in closing, man, g- give me, give me, um, give me one, you know, one thing that you think that people need to hear in terms of um, not being as prideful to want to get the help that they know they need. Hmm. I've lost. I can't even count so many friends because they were not willing to go see somebody or they weren't willing to address it, you know, and it was a I'm I syndrome. If you're willing to lose a family member or friend and you're willing to live with that on your, on your, on your heart for the rest of your life, then don't help them, right? You're going to have a mental health issue. But if you really love that person, you know, you don't have to force them to go see somebody. But have a conversation with them. Mm. Um, take them to see somebody who's positive or somebody. You don't have to see see a counselor, but go talk to somebody just to begin that discussion. Go talk to your pastor. Go talk to uh, uh, somebody in the neighborhood that right. everybody respect. Right. That'll give it to you straight. You know, just, just start that conversation. Just make it okay to talk about what we don't really talk about. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like even with me with the not crying. We gotta learn how to just, you know, get beyond that 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 race thing, that money thing, that you know, one of my big accomplishments is having a white lawyer. It wasn't the money, it wasn't over the clinic, it's being able to have a light white lawyer on my team. Mm. So you see how the mental health, you know, being raised in a certain community and I felt accomplished when I had that. Mm. You know, and that's sad. I shouldn't feel like that. Right. You know, because I was thinking I was inadequate. I couldn't do it. What does it mean to be a CEO? But then the people start following you, white, black, green, everybody following you. Right. So now you start to go into boardrooms with these mega companies that got millions and millions of dollars. And they looking at you like, how can we help you? you do know? what you do. Yeah, so now I made it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to parlay. Right. You know, so I tell people all the time, like, you know, like I can I have mental health issues. You know, I speak to people because, you know, I come from an environment where I had to survive and Fighting was fun. Aggression was what was the best thing that made me a great football player. Right. So and, 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 and that aggression ain't normal. Nah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you, know, you get, head off. You know, hand gunshots nah. and, and you don't need flinch. That ain't normal. You just duck and you look. Most people yeah. being scared. You know, I remember being shot at Eastside and, 
X-Ray Hip was looking at me, and I'm like, you Merlin and all this and that, and I'm laughing. I got my gun cocked, and I'm just laughing. Mm -hmm. Waiting. Yeah. I hope I wasn't in there. I'm not going to run towards the bullets. We got to know where they're coming from. I swear I hope right I Right out front. We right that's out the, front. That sound for me, All too. you hear is ting, 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 ting. Right. scared of sound or what, but you like, okay, okay, hold on, don't run yet. Yeah, yeah, because we might get hit when we go out there. This whole thing. You know, that PTSD, but then all the girls and the boys, they're going to call you crazy because they see how you perform that impression. Right, And so now you get caught in that. You you a thorough dude, so now you got to live up to the hype, right? Because now any problem they gonna come to camp. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I, for the young kids, man, you know, I tell you, parents, you got to be parents. You got to talk to them, and you got to be straight. If you if you want to go to jail, you want to do this, just let them know what the consequence is. Right. Talk to them. Right. You know what I mean? Tell them about the family member that's in jail. Don't hide it. Right. You know, if there's an LBGT situation, talk to them. Right. You know what I mean? Don't shame away you weak. Nah, talk to them and, right. and, and work things out. They got somebody to come back to. So it's all about communication. Don't be afraid to talk about something you don't know about. Right. You know, we can't shy away from it because if you shy away from it, I mean, I got people in the school with me, Oxen Hill, and they homeless. Right. You know, out front of Rivertown. Mm -hmm. Looking like they're 80. Yeah. They're my age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's real and... You just don't, I don't want to lose a family member. I know they don't. So talk to them, man. Don't be afraid to reach out for tell them. them. Tell them where they can find you again. Oh, just, oh, just in case we, somebody I'm, ain't catching the I'm first Hill time. NBA at Instagram. Um, Omar Hill on Facebook. Um, www.aboututopia.com. Um, if you need somebody going through a crisis or help, feel free to reach us at 301-220-2842. If they don't have money, don't worry about it. If they're homeless, We'll find them a home. If they don't have insurance, I get them insurance. Just get them people help, man, so these people can uh, survive. Because I don't want your family members. I don't want to go to any funerals, and I don't want you to go to any funerals. So if I can help you, help me, we can all be a family. Damn. My man. Appreciate you, Slim. All day, man, whenever Damn. you need me. That's what's up. <laughs> this is a journey. It's it's a process. And, and I know that you think that you know everything now and out of the abundance of what you think you speak but sometimes if you would just hold your peace and realize that how you see it today may not be how you see it five years from now and you will have damaged everybody with wrong information because you thought it was an experience and it's a journey
by surprise Now this shit is monumental But it's pushing me, it's pushing me, it's pushing me, yeah And I just step into the booth and just start killing them dead Cause I'm infatuated we're proving what's mine, and I'm just captivated by these newest methods of mine. And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mine. And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time. Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving. Cause I've been, cause yeah. I've been. I'm cruising, cruising. Cause I've been, cause I've been. I learned my lesson, what Myself, gotta live and let go. No regrets, forgiveness in my heart, never no stress. Mellow breeze, AOT, we the best. No Cali, on this road to riches for a minute. Hey, mileage, had some bus along the way, guess who couldn't hold on? Sad to say, times got real. Look who didn't stay true. Who you? This ain't no shade, just venting. No offense, forgot to mention you was my brother from another. Nothing but love for you. Hope you shine. I've been told you nothing, no, no one gon' ever stop mine. Oh no, this my prime time grind. Hey, move. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving, moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, cruising, cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today.